Uh, thank you for joining. We'll be reading Chapter 3, Krishna is the Source of All Incarnations. Chapter 3 Krishna is the source of all incarnations. Shuta said, In the beginning of the creation, the Lord first expanded himself in the universal form of the Purusha incarnation and manifested all the ingredients for the material creation. And thus, at first, there was the creation of the 16 principles of material action. This was for the purpose of creating the material universes. As a part of the Purusha lies down within the water of the universe, from the navel lake of his body sprouts a lotus stem, and from the lotus flower atop this stem, Brahma, the master of all engineers in the universe, becomes manifest. It is believed that all the universal planetary systems are situated on the extensive body of the Purusha, but he has nothing to do with the created material ingredients. His body is eternally in spiritual existence, par excellence. The devotees with their perfect eyes See the transcendental form of the Purusha, who has thousands of legs, thighs, arms, and faces, all extraordinary. In that body, there are thousands of heads, ears, eyes, and noses. They are decorated with thousands of helmets and glowing earrings and are adorned with garlands. This form, the second manifest of the Purusha, is the source of the indestructible seed of multifarious incarnations within the universe. From the particles and portions of this form, different living entities, like demigods, men, and others, are created. First of all, in the beginning of creation, there were the four unmarried sons of Brahma, the Kumaras, who being situated in a vow of celibacy, underwent severe austerities for a realization of the absolute truth. The supreme enjoyer of all sacrifices accepted the incarnation of a boar, the second incarnation, and for the welfare of the earth, he lifted the earth from the nether regions of the universe. In the millennium of the Rishis, the Personality of Godhead accepted the third empowered incarnation in the form of Devarshi Narda, who is a great sage among the demigods. He collected expositions of the Vedas which deal with devotional service and which inspire non-fruit of action. In the fourth incarnation, the Lord became Nara and Narayan, the twin sons of the wife of King Dharma. Thus he undertook severe and exemplary penances to control the senses. The fifth incarnation, named Lord Kapil, is foremost amongst perfect beings. He gave an exposition of the creative elements and metaphysics to Asuri Brahmana, for in course of time this knowledge had been lost. The sixth incarnation of the Purusha was the son of the sage Atri. He was born from the womb of Anasuya, who prayed for an incarnation. He spoke on the subject of transcendence to Alarka, Prahlad, and others, Yadu, Hahaya, etc. The seventh incarnation was Yagya, the son of Prajapati Ruchi, and his wife Akuti. 
He controlled the period during the change of the Svaya Bhuva Manu and was assisted by demigods such as his son, Yama. The eighth incarnation was King Roshaba, son of Nabi, and wife, Merudevi. In this incarnation, the Lord showed the path of perfection, which is followed by those who have fully controlled their senses and who are honored by all orders of life. O Brahmana, in the ninth incarnation, the Lord, prayed for by sages, accepted the body of a king, Prithu, who cultivated the land to yield various produce, and for that reason the earth was beautiful and attractive. When there was a complete inundation after the period of Chakshusha Manu, and the whole world was deep within water, the Lord accepted the form of a fish and protected Vaishvata Manu, keeping him up on a boat. The eleventh incarnation of the Lord took the form of a tortoise, whose shell served as a pivot for the Mandara Chala hill, which, is, which was being used as a churning rod by the theists and atheists of the universe. In the twelfth incarnation, the Lord appeared as the Vantari, and the thirteenth, he allured the atheists by the charming beauty of a woman and gave nectar to the demigods to drink. In the fourteenth incarnation, the Lord appeared as Nushingha and bifurcated the strong body of the atheist Hiranyakashipur with his nails, just as a carpenter pierces cane. In the fifteenth incarnation, the Lord assumed the form of a dwarf Brahmana, Vamana, and visited the arena of sacrifice arranged by Maharaj Bali, although at heart he was willing to regain the kingdom of the three planetary systems, he simply asked for a donation of three steps of land. In the sixteenth incarnation of Godhead, the Lord, as Vrigupati, annihilated the administrative class, Kshatriyas, twenty-one times, being angry with them because of the rebellion against the Brahmanas, the intelligent class. Thereafter, in the seventeenth incarnation of Godhead, Sri Vyasadeva appeared in the womb of Shatyavati through Parashara Muni, and he divided the one Veda into several branches and sub-branches, seeing that the people in general were less intelligent. In this eighteenth incarnation, the Lord appeared as King Ram. In order to perform some pleasing work for the demigods, he exhibited superhuman powers by controlling the Indian Ocean and then killing the atheist King Ravana, who was, the, who was on the other side of the sea. In the nineteenth and twentieth incarnations, the Lord invented himself as Lord Balaram and Lord Krishna in the family of Rishni, the Yadu dynasty, and by doing, he removed the burden of the world. Then, in the beginning of Kali Yuga, the Lord will appear as Lord Buddha, the son of Anjana, in the providence of Gaya, just for the purpose of deluding those who are envious of the faithful theists. Thereafter, at the conjunction of two Yugas, the Lord of the creation will take his birth as the Kalki Incarnation and become the son of Vishnu Yash. At this time, almost all the rulers of the earth will have degenerated into plunderers. O Brahmanas, the incarnations of the Lord are innumerable, like rivulets flowing from inexhaustible sources of water. All the rishis, manus, demigods, and descendants of Manu, who are especially powerful, are plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the Lord. This also includes the Prajapatis. All of the above-mentioned incarnations are either plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the Lord, 
but Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. All of them appear on planets whenever there is a disturbance created by the atheists. The Lord incarnates to protect the theist. Whoever, whoever carefully recites the mysterious appearances of the Lord with devotion in the morning and in the evening gets relief from all miseries of life. The conception of the Vidat universal form of the Lord as appearing in the material world is imaginary. It is to enable the less intelligent and neophyte to adjust to the idea of the Lord's having form, but factually the Lord has no material form. Clouds and dust are carried by the air, but less intelligent persons say that the sky is cloudy and that the air is dirty. Similarly, they also implant material bodily conceptions on the spirit self. Beyond the gross conception of form is another, subtle conception of form, which is without formal shape and is unseen, unheard, and unmanifest. The living being has his form beyond the subtly. Otherwise, he could not have repeated births. Whenever a person experiences by self-realization that both the gross and subtle bodies have nothing to do with the pure self, at that time he sees himself as well as the Lord. If the illusory energy subsides and the living entity becomes fully enriched with knowledge by the grace of the Lord, then he becomes at once enlightened with self-realization and thus becomes situated in his own glory. Thus learned men describe the births and activities of the unborn and inactive, which is undiscoverable even in the Vedic literatures. He is the Lord of the heart. The Lord whose activities are always spotless is the master of the six senses and is fully omnipotent with six opulences. He creates the manifested universes, maintains them, and annihilates them without being in the least affected. He is within every living being and is always independent. The foolish with the poor fund of knowledge cannot know the transcendental nature of the forms, names, and activities of the Lord, who is playing like an actor in a drama. Nor can they express such things, neither in their speculations nor in their words. Only those who render unreserved, uninterrupted, favorable service unto the lotus feet of Lord Krishna who carries the wheel of the chariot in his hand, can know the creator of the universe in his full glory, power, and transcendence. Only by making such inquiries in this world can one be successful and perfectly cognizant, for such inquiries invoke transcendental ecstatic love unto the personality of Godhead, who is the proprietor of all the universes, and guarantees cent per cent immunity from the dreadful repetition of birth and death. This Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of God and is compiled by Srila Vyasadev, the incarnation of God, and it is meant for the ultimate good of all people and is all successful, all blissful, and all perfect. Sri Vyasadev delivered it to his son, who is the most respected amongst the self-realized after extracting the cream of all Vedic literatures and histories of the universe. Shukadev Goswami, the son of Yasudev, in his turn delivered the Bhagavatam to the great emperor Parikshit, who sat surrounded by sages on the banks of the Ganga, awaiting death without taking food or drink. The Bhagavat Purana is as brilliant as the sun, and it has risen just after the departure of Lord Krishna in his own abode, accompanied by religion, knowledge, etc. 
Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in the age of Kali shall get light from this Purana. O learned Brahmanas, when Shukadev Goswami recited Bhagavatam there in the presence of Emperor Parikshi, I heard him with rapt attention, and thus, by his mercy, I learned the Bhagavatam from that great and powerful sage. Now I shall try to make you hear the very same thing as I learned it from him and as I have realized it. Hey, thanks for listening in. Um, I hope you guys are all enjoying this uh, series. Uh, I am working on getting a better mic that doesn't give so much feedback. So um, hopefully that comes in soon. I hope you all have a great day.